I'm Gabs. And I'm Liz. And welcome, welcome to, to their, their tropes, tropes battle, battle for dominance. For dominance. <laughs> that felt pretty okay. Yeah. I think we've been getting pretty good at them. Yes. I feel definitely. like everybody is sick of us having this conversation of if we're good I or know. not at them. I know. But we we want to get good at it. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. So, Liz, how's your week been? Moving on. Um, oh. <laughs> I, I'm just, as I mentioned, I'm in this class. This class is incredibly stressful. I don't get to think my own thoughts. All I think is anatomy. Right. Uh, Liz and I were having a brief conversation as we were setting up to record. Just like... She's really been having a rough time with this class. So everybody send her, like, your best thoughts, well wishes, help her get through this. She's almost done. I have the utmost faith in her that she's going to get, like, her A-plus or whatever in this class, or at least an A. Um, it's a hard class. I still have most of the class left. Well, I still think you're going to get an A. No, I mean, I'm not almost done. I still have most oh, of the class Oh, I thought you said you're left. almost done. It's, like, it's a month-long class. I'm only, like... I guess I'm, like, almost halfway you through. You are. Like, yeah, you're, like, you're like halfway through it. You're, like, two weeks in. I ain't almost done, but, you know. That's basically almost done. It's just a lot of work. Yeah. But in terms of, like, lecturing, I'd say you're probably about halfway done. Oh, no, not at all. Really? We have four – We I have three more unit tests, Gabs. Jesus Christ. You are stronger than a U.S. Marine. I – if, I swear, if I don't get a good grade in this class, I don't know what I'll do. Because, <laughs> like, all of this stress will be for nothing! You're doing great. Um, That being said, we do want to say, like, we currently have plans to, like, be able to keep releasing weekly. But worst case, there will be a week or two where we don't release normally. Um, In that case, we might end up releasing, like, one of our Fifty Shades episodes early just to yeah. fill the content. Close um, the gap. Yeah, just because um, Liz is super busy, obviously, and then I'm going to be out of town for a week, so that's like a whole week of time that we can't record, um, mm-hmm. and because both Liz and I have been busy with uh, work and her with work and uh, school, so we haven't had time to make a backlog like we have in the past. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So yeah. that is our goal to get everything uh, produced normally, but of course we'll keep you guys posted. Um, we should know more by next uh, next episode, like next time we record. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, how has your week been, Gabs? It's been, like, pretty average, I would say. Um, I got glasses yesterday. I'm wearing them Fun. right now. Apparently... I need to go get my glasses test. <laughs> I swear I'm, to God. Uh... We did, like, mm-hmm. we did, in my class, we were, like, he showed us the astigmatism test, and he was, like, LOL, try it out for fun. And I'm, like, are the lines supposed to be disappearing? He goes, no, that means you might have astigmatism. And I was, like, oh, my God, move. Oh. <laughs> sitting in class like not even like all the way in the back in like the middle and it's not a huge huge lecture hall it's like a small lecture hall like right with, like and i'm like w- like words are blurry and i'm like i think i need fucking glasses probably i think most people end up needing them by their 20s um uh, i still according to like my optometrist i still have like 20 uh is 15 20 vision but um I'm also farsighted, so when things are, like, really close to my face, they get a little blurry. So, Mm -hmm. um, and because I spend so much time on the computer, they gave me glasses literally for spending time on the computer. Or, like, Yeah, regardless, I need the blue light (laughs) glasses, because I was already having Well, that's what, that's what I was, like, thinking about. I was like, oh, maybe I should ask about blue light glasses, but they told me that, like, they're not, like, they're kind of a scam. (sighs) Like, it's like, really I hear difference. different things from 
everyone right it's but like this so is from hard. an eye doctor so i was like okay, i've heard different things from different eye doctors true, that's the true. problem yeah but and i'm like i mean at the end of the day though it didn't feel like they were trying to make money off me by getting glasses because regardless like my insurance covered it either way yeah so it's just but yeah it was for for me i was already having bad eye strain mm-hmm. and they were and this was like i think like probably like two summers ago and i mm-hmm. went to go to the eye doctor you know fall of our junior year and mm-hmm. they're like you just like it seems like you have bad eye strain. Like just try to limit your time in front of the computer. Like, haha, no. Well, well, I'm I'm a college kid. Like, I can't just do that. I'm writing papers. I'm doing all this stuff, you know. Right. And then COVID happened, and right. it's like I really can't limit my time in front of the computer when all of my classes are completely online. Right. So it's just and like, especially like during COVID, when like our only form of like entertainment, like in terms of like being social, was on the computer. Like that was the only way we yeah. could connect with friends. So I think it fucked up my eyes even more. So. You are so valid. Um, other good news, I guess, for me is that so like I said, I'll be out of town in two weeks. I'm going to Florida to go to Disney and. What? Universal with my boyfriend, who I also haven't seen in um, going on. It's been, I want to say, two months now that um, I haven't seen him. So I'm very excited to be reunited. We might see some friends while we're down there, too, which is exciting. And then um, also only two weeks on my birthday, like Woo! exactly two weeks. And um, like as the time of recording this. And um, and then I think it's about a month and a week, like five weeks till I move into my new place. So uh, very exciting. Come back well, up north. Come I back am. up north. Liz, you are more than welcome to come visit the second I'm settled in, too, if you want to, like, yes. come vibe. We could have, like, you know, I don't know, like an anime party or something and, like, watch stuff together. Um, like, yes. And make up for the fact that we didn't have a fucking senior year. Yep. 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 But um, yes. I'm excited. And also I got approved to transfer my clothing store TM job. Um to the location close to my apartment so very excited about Yay. that um, i won't be jobless i'll still be making money um so i'm i don't know i'm ex- i'm excited and um yeah remains to be seen i guess uh <laughs> what life has in it's store like, it's it's exciting also just thinking about like as like cons start to happen again and i'm like yeah holy shit like cons are actually viable this year yeah like like we have our rooms booked and stuff i'm like what the fuck uh, is this yesterday my friend from texas who i literally have not seen in um by the time i see them it'll have been five and a half years last time we saw each other was momocon 2016 when they drove with a former friend um to come to momocon to meet me and um you know they're one of my twitch mods um they're a good friend of mine their name's fee if anybody here follows either of us on twitch like me and liz on twitch and you've hung out a bit you'll see the uh fee around but they booked their tickets to come to awa yesterday and i am so excited because i literally have not seen them in five and a half years so (laughs) it's just it's so crazy because like i'm thinking like anyc and i'm like holy shit i actually have to like Oh, Make I have to sure see panels because Liz and I were talking. We're gonna try and get um and uh their trust battle for dominance into panels at um, yeah. some local cons. So we'll see if they accept us. Um, I Grant hope so. already is gonna stay with me and Nick for ANYC. If uh he doesn't already have a hotel, he said he can't remember. But if not, I told him he's welcome <laughs> to stay with us. And I love that. I can't remember. <laughs> right. I mean, that's a Grant for you. But I was also yeah. like, um, uh, you know, I feel like knowing how uh the route works out we'll probably like end up picking up like you and sky is my guess on our way down uh-huh and okay. like we could just have a party car yes vibe together. Uh, 
I'm just pumped for. I want to. I can't. I miss COD so fucking much, man. Same. I'm just very excited to like see my friends. Mm-hmm. Like I can't believe it's been. It'll have been like two years, basically. Basically, I mean, it'll be like yeah, like over a year, year and over a, half. a year and a half. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. But... Okay, so um, that being said, as you can tell, we're very excited to uh, not be reclusive shut-ins anymore. So uh-huh. why don't we go ahead and get into the reclusive shut-in part of this podcast, aka the actual podcast? Liz, yep. you got to pick this week. What did you pick? So with the holiday coming up over the weekend, I decided to choose Fourth of July fix. Woo! Because, like, holiday fix are a thing, baby. Yeah, and and we already know that Liz likes those, so. I love them. Um, And so I wanted to focus on 4th of July fix. I mean, there's not much to it. It's literally just, like, a thing that happens on 4th of July. Self-explanatory tropes that we pick sometimes. Um, It's really fun in the Marvel fandom because it's Steve Rogers' birthday. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's born on 4th of July, so, um. I mean, I guess getting right into it, I chose um, a fic called Happy Returns by um, Wagon Miller, and um, it's a, it's it's a, it's a, it's technically a Stucky fic, mm-hmm. but it's like not the focus at all. Like it, like it, near the end, it focuses on their like bond and like their friendship rather than like a romantic relationship. So like. If you're not like, oh, I'm not really like into reading like Stucky fix, like that's not the focus of the fix, so you can read it regardless. Um, it's a general audience fic, and it's about no one believing that Steve's actual birthday is on the fourth of July because mm-hmm. how convenient! Right, that is, you know? <laughs> was literally so like, oh yeah, sure, of sure. course. <laughs> um. It, I'm trying to think who can read for who because mm-hmm. it's like there's so like there's so many different characters in this fic like um, I'm already seeing like Steve Pepper um, if it's a lot oh I see it's a lot of dialogue so if you want yeah. I can just read for like every other character if you want to like Steve is always in it yeah sure. so I'll just I... keep reading for every other character yeah okay I guess that works all right mm-hmm. It's all Pepper's fault. Really? Wait, did you if say she... the name of the fic? Yeah, at the beginning. Oh, I had a brain fart. <laughs> okay. Go ahead again. Okay. It's all Pepper's fault. Really? If she wasn't so damn organized, no one would have known. As it is, Steve barely makes it through the door of the penthouse at Avengers Tower before Pepper rushes over to present him with a birthday card and a peck on the cheek. Weird characterization for Pepper because yeah. I don't see her as the type of person to be like platonic, like friend kiss. Like she's not. No, she's not very like physically affectionate. Like she's so, kind of a cold character. To like, I wouldn't people say up. necessarily like, cold. I wouldn't say necessarily cold, but I wouldn't say like physically like affectionate towards. Yeah, like, I, I think that's more what I mean. Not physically affectionate. But, yeah, like, like verbally, sh- she wouldn't be like casual kiss on the cheek. With right. A friend, so. Right. One one thing I just want to say weird, but okay. How'd you know? He stammers, a little taken aback. Pepper smiles and taps her phone. Oh, um, you <laughs> reminders for everything in there? Only the things that matter. What is this, like, weird? I don't like this. It's like I'm... this weird, like, tension between them. That I, that's, like, the written. one thing I don't like. Like, we move on from Pepper quick, but it's just, like, a weird tension, and I'm like... 
why see like the thing sure. about she's like saying so like it says like she tells him warmly that i can see pepper doing it. like you know being like a warm vocal character like she causes comfort the way she speaks however steve blushing yeah that, that's it's like, a little weird because it's just like that's my only critique for the fic. Otherwise, I love it. But, um, but um, yeah, it's making him blush and then... Happy birthday. birthday. Yep. He doesn't tell her that, that, um, that that's the first birthday greeting he had... Eh, sorry. He doesn't tell her that that's the first birthday greeting he's had since coming out of the ice. But there's a softness to Pepper's smile that makes him think she might know anyway. And then, tw- and then Tony swoops in. Of course. Wait a second. He booms loud enough to catch the attention of almost everyone in the room. Captain America was born on the 4th of July? Things just go downhill from there. It is just Wait, wait, wait. I will say that. I think that's kind of funny how it's like, like, I love that characterization of Pepper having the calendar that Tony clearly would have access to and not- But he doesn't fucking give a shit. He has no idea what's on the calendar. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's so Tony. (laughs) I love it. It is just a strange coincidence, Steve explains, for what feels like the thousandth time since his arrival at Tony's 4th uh, of July party. Uh, this time to Rhodey and Maria. No. No way. Tony scoffs, waving a hand in disbelief and turning to the others. Right? I guess I could read for, for Rhodey. Okay, go like, for it. Yeah. Captain America was bored on 4th... They keep saying 4th July. This makes me, it leads me to believe that maybe the author isn't American. I could be I wrong. was thinking that too, because um, like, like day month is not how we would say it in America. So yeah, because they would, it would be like July 4th or 4th of July. Right. Unless they just literally forgot the of every single time. Yeah. Which is I don't think, valid. oh wait, I wasn't even thinking about how in other part, like other parts of the world, it's flipped from what we say okay right and also um we no other part of the world would celebrate this but yeah okay (laughs) yeah exactly that's why i was also that's why i was also just like oh they just did noah's fourth of july right right that's what i was thinking but um yes um captain america was born on july 4th Rhodes repeats a small smile playing around his lips you know what that's fantastic he nods his head decided i actually love that that's cute that's character in character I like I so far from what I've seen, like I think everything's pretty in character except for like the that little pepper ten- tension. Tension, yeah, yeah. Because uh, like I don't think either one was necessarily out of character. It was just together, like that's weird not, tension. Yeah, that's not <laughs> exactly. like um like pairing you normally see together in yeah. general. And so. it's not the pairing of the fix, so it's right. not even like oh no, that's what they awkward. were going for. Yeah, it was just weird. But uh, um, no, no, it's not real. Tony whines, shoving Rhodes with his elbow. Come on, it's too good to be true. He turns to Maria, pleading. Hill, don't let me down here. Maria cocks her head, considering Steve. I, I can refer okay. to, because I think she like has like two, two okay. lines. July 4th? She asks, her face an unreadable mask. Steve nods, calmly holding her gaze while experiencing a vivid and highly unpleasant flashback of the one and only time they played poker. Maria had been delighted to find that Captain America was a card shark, and even more delighted to wait until he'd cleared everyone else out before unleashing her considerable skills on him. He'd lost the contents of his wallet and then his shirt before they finally called that's it another, a night. That's like I love that headcanon, because that, that, like, 
Maria Hill gives me those vibes that she would be, like, amazing at, like, poker. Oh, for sure. But, no, I just think, like, the whole, like, the side note of, like, oh, and then he lost his shirt. Like, that's such a weird... Oh, I wasn't even... No, because that's, like, a... That's, like, a common thing. Like, you gambled so much away, you lost the clothes off your back. Yes, I don't know what... Something about it just, like, feels like a lot of weird tension between Steve and the female characters. Oh, I didn't read it like that at okay. all. Maybe that's just because I'm not, like, a cause big Because it's, like, it's not like it's it's not like the two of them were just playing poker. It was, like, right. a group of them. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. Yeah, and so, like, that, it's a common thing where it's, like, you gambled so much, you lost the shirt off your back. Right. Yeah, that's that that's what they that's what they were going for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um Happy birthday, she says at last. Steve lets out a breath and smiles back at her. Thanks, Maria. Oh, come on. Tony throws his hands up, disgusted. <laughs> Clint's at um home with his family, but it doesn't stop him from weighing in. Ha! Clint's with me. Tony crows, waving his phone around as if Steve could possibly read the tiny text from this distance. Yeah, maybe Steve needs glasses. <laughs> <laughs> He calls bullshit on your birthday cap. Of course he does. Steve rolls his eyes. He wants to know if it's just your official birthday, like the Queen of England. Tony announces, reading the text aloud. He turns to Steve, eyes narrowing. Is that what it is? Do you have two birthdays? Just one, Steve says, holding up his middle finger to demonstrate. Well, that's rude. Tony says, snapping a picture to send to Barton. Steve groaned, sipping his drink and wishing Thor was he- uh, was here with that hit flask of a killer as guardian stuff to actually take the edge <laughs> off. The party's in full swing, and Steve's got to admit he's kind of enjoying himself. There's good food and good people. The guest list is so small that for once he actually knows everyone by name. There's good music, too. Songs he knows and some he doesn't. Shazam takes care of that. Man, he loves that <laughs> app. I love these, like, the, the little asides are cute. I love it. Yeah. I, I, I just really enjoy a lot of the characterizations. Mm-hmm. Also, Tony's finally run out of people to ask about the birthday thing, which really helps. Steve's standing on the mezzanine level, uh, snatches of laughter drifting up to him from the main room below. All in all, he's feeling pretty good, which is why he's kind of thrown when Sam appears beside him, looking unaccountably serious for a man who's wearing a pair of American flag sunglasses on his head. You don't owe them anything, you know. Sam says quietly, stopping behind him and leaning on the railing, mirroring his posture. Who? Steve asks, looking at his assembled friends. I I kind of do... Not them. The army. um, Sam, sorry. Sam supplies, shaking his head soft, um, sadly. You're not their soldier anymore, Steve. I know that, Steve answers slowly, trying to muddle his way through the conversation without any idea of where it's going. Also, sorry, completely random side note, Mm -hmm. but talking about, like, 4th of July and seeing, like, Sam Wilson, Mm -hmm. someone, when Captain, sorry, when uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier was airing, someone brought up how it was, like, it was really funny to hear, um, like, sam's like nephews call him uncle sam because like you know uncle sam like that was definitely intentional so good so good i love it so much sorry Mm. that's a little aside but i think it was so funny yes Um, you're valid hey i was 22 minutes late to the party today um that's less regimented right like you said sam huffs a quiet laugh if you counted out the minutes until an appropriate level of lateness steve that's not exactly what i meant well, I'm getting there, Steve says, defensively shrugging. Yeah. 
Sam agrees, turning his head to check there's still nobody up here with them. But this birthday thing, Steve, come on. Oh man, not here too, Steve complains, hanging his head. Look, I get that it would have been good publicity back in the day. Sam goes on earnestly. But the war's done, Steve. You don't have to keep up the charade. Okay, Steve says, banging his fist on top of the rail. For the last time, today's my actual birthday. Sam just looks at him with that steady, tell me when you're ready look. The one that (laughs) Steve can't resist. Except now, of course, when he's already telling the truth. Um, He stalks away, leaving Sam behind. Natasha corners him by the buffet table, steering him by the elbow into the kitchenette in the corner. What? Steve asks thickly uh, through a mouthful of chips. What's what's wrong? Nothing. She says, sliding right up beside him and leaning her hips against the worktop, uh, blinking owlishly at him. Just, you can tell me, you know, when it really is. When what really is? Your birthday. She supplies, smiling slyly at him. Today! He snaps, <laughs> dropping his plate of food happily on the side. It's today! <laughs> Keep it to yourself, then. Natasha shrugs, stealing a chip from his abandoned plate and crunching it obnoxiously loud. Fine. That's it. Come with me! <laughs> Natasha gra- I'm sorry, Steve grabs Natasha's hand, hauling her out of the kitchen. Listen up, he calls, loud enough for everyone's attention. Today is my birthday, okay? Not my fake birthday, not my official birthday, just my birthday. <laughs> if you say so. Natasha mutters from behind him in, in an irrational... Irritatingly. Uh, I'm sorry. You're doing great. Just my, in an irritatingly sweet voice. Steve says her name slowly, dropping her hand and resting a finger in warning. Natasha merely shrugs and meanders over to the nearest ice bucket, plucking out a beer and raising it in a toast. Here's to the birthday boy. She says, twisting off the cap before adding, just loud enough for Steve. Apparently. Friday, can you please locate my birth certificate? Steve calls, addressing the ever-present AI. Let's settle this. Wait, wait. How do we know it's not a forgery? Tony pipes up at once, jumping to his feet. (laughs) <laughs> oh, for Steve hops, throwing his hands up. I give up. Um, I guess I, we can keep going, right? Yeah, we can keep yeah, going. Okay. We're good. Uh, Steve sprawled across the couch, too full and sleepy to do much else when it happens. Boss. The smooth voice of Friday cuts across the room, lowering the music to a barely audible hum. There's a situation downstairs. What's up? Tony asks lightly, not moving from his spot on the couch, one arm stretched out along the back behind Pepper. It seems we have a walk-in. Tony uh, puts his drink down at um, at that. A what? A walk-in. Steve sits forward, catching Natasha's eyes. She's on her feet already, readier than any of them. Well, tell them to walk out. <laughs> uh, Tony says, even as he stands up. That's not quite how it works. I know how it works, Friday, but this isn't the CIA. We don't do walk-ins. Nevertheless, we appear to have one, boss. Show me. All eyes in the room turn at once to the largest white wall where a, sh- where a stream of live security foot- footage from the lobby is now being projected, above the projection of Steve's birth certificate from earlier. <laughs> As Steve stands up walking towards the, eye, eye, towards the wall, eyes fixed on the video, there's a man directly in the center of the atrium. 
um, hands held casually by his side, his face obscured by a sweep of long of his long dark hair. Mm. Steve reels, seized by something rare and yet familiar, a sensation he hasn't felt since. Um, Erskine's, I, I think that's how you say it. I don't know. Uh, Formula so. did it did its work. He realizes dimly what it is. He feels faint. Holy shit. Bucky moves slowly, looking directly up at the camera, and just like that, everyone catches up. For once, nobody makes a joke about Steve's cursing. Uh, Steve sprints to the elevator without a word. Sam and Natasha just manage to slip in before, beside him before the doors close. It isn't until Natasha silently, silently takes the beer out of his hand and places it on the floor that Steve feels, uh, even realizes he, is, he was still holding it. The elevator moves so fast that Steve's ears pop. But still, even as he watches the number floor, the number floors. Okay, I'm word. assuming they meant he, numbers, they meant the floors, numbers, the floors, numbers. Yeah, yeah. Take down to the lobby. It's not fucking fast enough. He drums his finger against his leg impatiently, watching the numbered floors tick down to the lobby until Natasha takes his hands in her cold one and gives it a squeeze, stopping the motion. The elevator finally dings its arrival. The cheerful note out of place in the tense silence. Steve steps out first, hard in his mouth. There are guards everywhere in the lobby, numerous la- uh, laser sights trained on the man they're surrounding. So just like for clarification, I'm, I'm sure this is obvious, but I need clarification. Um, this is like pre-Winter uh, Soldier and stuff, right? No, this isn't pre-Winter Soldier, oh. I believe. I I don't remember if they put it in the tags, mm-hmm. but it was either like after Winter Soldier or after uh, Civil War. Oh. I think... If I thought anything, they were all okay I I think it's Bucky. no, I think it's after Civil War because I mean, no, it wouldn't be after Civil War. Yeah, because then they're all okay with him after Civil War. I let me see. I don't know if they give a specific time, but it's essentially like I think he's technically like away in hiding and uh-huh. like you know like you know like oh I know Bucky, Bucky's good, blah blah. blah. Uh-huh. Uh, let me see. Uh. Yeah, they said, like, don't examine this too closely. Oh, okay, but, that um, checks out. That but checks they're, out. like, it's, like, he's recovering. He's still not technically, like, on, like, okay, I see, the I see. okay with everyone. Like, you know, he's he's still <laughs> technically, like, a fugitive. Kind okay, of. that makes sense. Yes. Okay, where, oh, fuck, my Kindle locks. Okay, um... Bucky just stands there silently, the eye of the storm. Steve swallows his throat thick. Uh, one wave of his hand and the la- laser sights disappear, the guard stepping back into a loose circle, opening a path for Steve. He steps forward cautiously, feeling uh, Nat and Sam uh, move to move at his side, flanking him. Bucky's hair is long still, and it's a little unkempt, but he doesn't look too bad. His mouth, I'm sorry, his clothes are clean, and his eyes seem clearer than they were on the helicarrier all those months ago though just as wary. They settle on Steve, watching him approach without a flicker of emotion, except, oh, Steve's stomach turns over. There is a flicker. Aww. It's gone in a flash, but Steve sees it all. Fear, guilt, and under it all, hope. And um, an answering surge of it flares in Steve's own chest, the single warmest feeling he's felt uh, since the ice. Hey, he says quietly, stopping in front of Bucky, making sure not to crowd him. Wait, sorry, no, I love when people, like, do stucky pics and characterize it as, like, Steve being really careful to not make Bucky feel trapped. Yeah, I know, right? That's one of my favorite um, <laughs> characterizations with the show. I love it. I love it. Of just them like being respectful while also being there for each other. Yep, exactly. Um, hey, 
Bucky replies in a voice that's hoarse from disuse. I'm sorry, but also that that in a voice that's hoarse from disuse, like that fucking hurts. It does. That fucking hurts, bro. Like you didn't have to go that fucking hard. Um, but I'm Steve rocks on his heels, suddenly nervous. I'm really glad you're here. It's your birthday. Bucky says as though the answer um the answer's everything. It takes everything Steve's got to stay standing. Yeah, Steve agrees, letting out a sound caught between a sob and a laugh. He can't resist. He flicks a look over his shoulder at Natasha and Sam's tense paces. It's my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sam groans. Natasha uh, um, tries to fight down a smile and fails. He remembered, Steve asks, turning back to face Bucky with a tentative smile. Yeah. Bucky offers up a half-smile, a fleeting thing, the ghost of something Steve used to know, as well as he um, he knows his own face. I remembered. Isn't that cute? That was really cute. Okay, and, like, I kind of had a feeling that's where it was going, where, like, no one was going to believe it until Bucky comes and is like, oh, yeah. Yeah, and they're like, oh, okay, like, if he fucking remembered, like, without anyone prompting him, like, it has to be... Right. But um, there's it's actually really funny because like there's a bit more of the fic and they mm-hmm. go up to like the party and you know like they talk mm-hmm. and then Lucky goes, "See, why is there a projection of your birth certificate?" <laughs> and he's like, Obama "Oh, it's a style. long story." Um, but um, yeah, it's not like I I enjoy this Fourth of July fic mostly just because I love reading about stuff. Well, we know that's so, well, that's so I read I read about. I read 4th of July fics usually because they're Steve birthday fics. That so. does check out. That makes a lot of sense. Yes. Um, thank you for sharing. Obviously, yeah. we're going to keep reading those, right? Oh, duh. Yeah. It's my life, oh, duh. man. <laughs> it's my life, man. <laughs> um, I don't think I read these except for, like, Stucky fics. Like, I'm not really a patriotic person. I don't really see a need to, like, do oh, 4th yeah. of July stuff, so... For me, it's literally only Stucky things, but that's mm-hmm. also the only thing I fucking read, so... Mm-hmm. You know, that's my life. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, bet. So, um, you want to go on to buy fix then? Yeah. Or my stuff? So, I got a randomly assigned Fix-It Fix. Oh, I love a good Fix-It Fix. I actually don't usually read these. Um, I had a, I only had, like, ten in my bookmarks, and then I realized that half of those were just had the word fix in it and that's why so i actually only had a couple so um i wanted to pick something from my uh bookmarks though just because i fix it fix tend to be a little more in depth i feel like longer oh yeah i wanted i didn't want to like read um a giant ass fanfic and then try to pick something out from it so um, oh yeah we had but um so first let's get into what a fix it fix is it's pretty self-explanatory it's a fanfic that changes uh canon in order to quote-unquote fix a story or a specific plot point according to what the author thinks should have happened so these can be minor or large changes it could literally be like um the type of clothes someone was wearing like for example in twilight a lot of people fix the fashion um, yeah, because <laughs> fucking Bella being so irresistible with her long khaki literally, skirt. Okay, sorry, that so was literally in my dream last night. All I, re- I don't remember much from my dream last night, but I remember in my dream I was talking to my mom about Twilight, and she had made some offhanded comment about like a long brown skirt, and I was like, oh, like Bella wore. And then my mom, keep in mind, is not like a big Twilight fan, so I don't know why she's in this part of my dream, but she and I started quoting the whole thing with Edward being like, wow, Bella in her long khaki skirt, skirt. and dark blue shirt. So, <laughs> so sexy. Yeah, so, so irresistible. <laughs> like, 
But like, so like that's like a minor. We get it. We get it. You're a Mormon, but right. Jesus Christ. But like, so like that's an example of a minor change. Whereas a large change could be like, um, if you guys remember that crossover fic that um I did the Harry Potter and Bleach one, the author of that fic makes it so that uh, which one dies? Is it George that dies? I think it was George. I don't remember because I usually will be like, I'm going to do a Harry Potter marathon. And then I only get to like the first right? like, couple movies. <laughs> right. and I think I it's, stop. well, regardless, whichever twin dies, um, the author of that fic makes it so that the twin doesn't die. Love it. And that was like one of their big plot holes or plot changes rather. So um, it's most commonly used to fix plot holes or revive a character. Like I just said, um, so an example of like fixing plot holes is um, I think like a lot of really popular like TV shows that are long going. For example, like Pretty Little Liars. I never watched it, but I'm well aware of the amount oh of plot my holes God. that uh, show had. I fucking loved. I I didn't watch the show as much mm-hmm. as I loved the books. Mm-hmm. Like the books were wild. I loved it. I, I was it. never into it at all, but like you know, we know how CW gets with the plot holes. So oh, like yeah. it was um that's like a pretty popular thing to like fix them for, um that sort of thing. So um there's some fandoms that are very well known for their fix it fix so um i was just gonna list a couple of those one of which like we said twilight um basically because Steffi meyer is a mormon so <laughs> i fixed that part of it um and then the mm-hmm. other big uh, fix that you'll see a lot is um twilight or twilight jacob imprinting on renesmee a lot of um authors yep. leave that out or make yep. it so that it doesn't happen until she's older um or to, just like not happening right because it's really is it's grooming and you know we we've talked about that before um, we've talked about it many times some other I've ones t- that i've yeah. seen for twilight are fix a fix with leah um sam and emily um different variations of those um and then uh they all deserve better right and then a, a fic that i actually really liked that was like pretty I thought it was pretty well done, minus the part one part, but, like, also it fit with Bella's character. I don't know if I've talked about it before, but, like, um, it was about, like, Edward didn't come back after New Moon. Bella got with Jacob at one point, like, basically grew up, became a cop, and uh-huh. then meets Carlisle again. And that's how uh-huh. the colons come back into her life. And this time she doesn't be – she like, she says, like, she doesn't want to be a vampire. She wants to be a human. She's like, she's like, I've grown. Like, we can be together. But, you know, for the time being, I don't want to be a vampire. I want to keep being a human. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she, like, basically, the only t- reason she becomes a vampire is because she, like, falls down the stairs or something and, like, splits her head open. And if she did oh, become a vampire, God. she would have been, like, uh, that's, that's the most, like, Bella disabled. reason. Right, right. But she, she would have been, she would have been, of course she dead. did. She would have been brain dead, basically. So the they bitch, were, like, the bitch was so fucking clumsy. Yeah. It makes sense. But, like, that was, that was, like, um, that was, like, a really interesting fix it fic where, like, their whole thing was, I think Bella could have become a much more interesting character if Edward had given her the space to become one. Like, she was so unhealthily dependent on him. And a lot of the fic is her explaining, like, for you, not a lot of time has changed. Like, not a lot has changed, but for me, everything has changed. And Mm -hmm. I refuse to be held back by you anymore, even if we're going to be together. Love it. It was a really good fic, I thought. But, like, that's that's a really popular thing with Twilight. Um, Another really popular one is Pokemon. Um, specifically for, like, I think the anime, not so much the games, where um, a lot of creators think that their favorite Pokemon or favorite characters from the show don't get a lot of attention, so they fix that and fix. Um, Mm -hmm. Another one is Fire Emblem. Specifically with um, Awakening, there's a lot with um, different characters, and a lot of people try to fix in a quote-unquote, like, feminist guys or something. I didn't really understand that, but... um, and then the other most common thing for Fire Emblem is character deaths. A lot of different characters die in Fire Emblem. Um, 
and characters also die if you play in like the classic route so people would like to just fix that um let me think and then harry potter is another very popular fix it yeah uh, not just you know for jk rowling's really awful um bigotry that she yep. incorporated into her stories but mm-hmm. also like you know like i said like when the twins die dumbledore dies etc like some people don't like that or have they i ever have i ever told you that characters whenever we watch half-blood prince my mom mm-hmm. always cries when dumbledore dies really my mom always cries <laughs> Okay. me and like me and my entire family were well minus my like dad Mm -hmm. and i guess my younger brother was really young so like he was like he watched them with us like Mm -hmm. very much me and my mom were obsessed with harry potter we loved harry potter Mm -hmm. um fuck jk rowling first Mm -hmm. of all as we always say as we said earlier but um yeah also another fix it um snape's redemption fucking hate it fucking hate it um i mean we all know liz loves draco so i'd love a draco redemption you know? i think any redemptions with the kids are always well deserved because kids are kids and deserve a chance to grow and change and even like the seventh years even if they're like 18 like they still like they're young adults they deserve a chance to grow and change but like i never enjoyed like snape redemption Dud- oh, yeah. or dursley redemptions dudley sure but not the Dursleys yeah, dudley, in general. yes um, I love Dudley's redemption. Yeah, that, that I think was that amazing. was very I, well deserved. I don't know if I've talked about it on here or not, but it's like we, we know how J.K. Rowling is. But when these were coming out, she 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 always talked about how these books were about overcoming like hate and like you know like right. like being like anti like bigotry essentially, which turns out being like a huge bigot. But if we right. ignore that, she was like. I want to make this so that, like, we can show, like, to be accepting of, like, the quote-unquote weird people, like, the different people, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It's, like, if anything, like, out of all of the fucking characters from, like, you know, like, it, like if anything, like, why wouldn't you redeem Draco? Because it can show that someone raised in, like, not a great environment and raised with these awful views can turn it around and be good in the end, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, they, they can come around and have, like great views you know like who you're raised by doesn't define you you can break yes. out and do what's right and but even no even but... grown adults can change however um it's not up to those that they hurt to forgive them oh yeah exactly to, uh, to like absolve them oh no i'm not saying that right so like no, that's but my I'm whole saying, thing like, with, like snape like snape oh no redeemed. i like there's I no still reason don't, i fucking hate snape right I don't so think like snape there's no reason that harry needed to forgive him yeah that's why I think, but that's why I think, like, Draco should have been redeemed, especially, like, mm. a kid, you know? Like, he's a kid, like, you know, he should know better. I mean, he mostly know, got redeemed. A, not right. nearly enough. Not enough, I agree, like, compared to, like, you know, Snape, but, like, he's not in prison, so that's, uh... That's, that's good! Surprise. Yeah. <laughs> that's good! That's pretty redeeming. Love um, it. okay. Love so, sorry. Um, sorry, um, we love Harry Potter. Avatar, The Last Rowling, Airbender. Sorry gets a lot because people um a lot of people shift zuko and uh katara over katara and ang which um you know fair i personally preferred katara and ang minus like the weird ages of all the characters but i don't think that was really made apparent uh, throughout mm-hmm. the show um i personally like never shift katara and zuko because that just kind of felt like oppressor and oppressy <laughs> and i don't know i wasn't yeah. a big fan of it personally but i see where people shift it and i understand it no hate to them um, so that was like that's a really popular fix it where they just change that and then that of course that does change um how uh Korra goes, but I don't think people pay attention to that one as much. Um Voltron, legendary defender, very big with fix of fix. 
uh, specifically for um, the last season, but I mean they've been out for a while. Well, the, the modern the modern version of Ultron. Yeah, that's right, Legendary yeah. Defender. Oh yeah, sorry, yeah. I didn't realize that that was what def- defined it separately. Yeah, yeah. The there's um, if there's like there's like three different ones I think, and they all have like different like subtitles. Ah, I didn't realize that was what it was. Oh, it's okay. I was way too into the show. Um, but oh, so, like, oh, a lot of... you guys got me into it. You right. assholes. <laughs> you assholes. We made you, made you deal. But, you um, assholes. So a really big fix it one is for sheath shippers and then people who really didn't like, uh, Lance and, um, Allura. Um, people really hate that. So like Clance shippers also use it a lot. So it's just like, it's literally like Voltron is fix the fix are 99% of the time just used for ships. <laughs> um, Assassin's Creed is a big one for character death because um, throughout all the series, a lot of characters have very tragic deaths. I'm not a, I have not played the game, so I don't know anything. About I don't it. go there either. Right, so. but um, just like it was noted that um, there are a lot of tragic canon deaths, so fix like to rewrite these deaths at least make them less sad or revive mm-hmm. the character entirely. Um, and that's about it for like the really popular ones. I will say that fix a fix are seen as controversial on both sides, like from the authors of the original, like, you know, the original creators of the material, as well as the, um, fanfic authors, because a lot of creators really don't like their stories being reworked. Like, you know, every creator thinks they've made a masterpiece. They don't see a need to have things change. So these, mm-hmm. um, you know, fix a fix, quote unquote fix a fix are insinuating that the, they know more than the original creator and that um, maybe the creator didn't do that good of a job and it's also being done without their consent. But um, on the other side it's of it. It's also just like, what is like a fix it fix other than just like an alternate ending? Exactly. Like, that's, you know, that's another for, really strong argument like, in favor. It's just an alternate universe. Yeah, it's an alternate ending, you know. Obviously, they're a fan of it enough and love it enough to write like a fix it fix so it's not like it's different than like a salt fic like i guess exactly. i could understand maybe an author being pissed off about a salt fic but also like you're the an the author day, making art you're, to their you opinion can, yeah you're entitled to your opinion and you're also like you put art out into the world and like especially on like such a huge scale you know mm-hmm. like you know like i am writing the this like huge multi-million dollar totally... book series how dare mm. anyone critique anything about my series or think it should have ended a different way like at that mm. point like you're almost like well because like i mean that's a popular discussion discussion too but like um critiquing like unwanted criticism like is that okay and i will say i think the difference tends to be if you put something out into the world that you are getting like you were monetizing so like a book for instance or you have an art show you are inviting criticism inherently but when yeah. you publish something like a fanfic or a picture of your cosplay you are not inviting criticism you have yeah never, this it'd is, be such this a dick move to go on to like yeah exactly it's a difference between hobby and a life like a work you know like when you like every work regardless of creativity or not is subject to critique if i submit a report to my boss at my nine to five desk job and it's bad He's allowed to critique that, and I can't get mad that he's critiquing it. Same way mm-hmm. if I am an author and I submit something to my editor and they critique it, or like a famous book critic critiques it, I can't get mad at them critiquing it. Then exactly. if I go home, though, and I post a picture of a dress that I made for like my own purpose that like isn't – I'm not getting paid for this. Nobody else is wearing this but me, and some troll on the internet is like, you look ugly. That is unwanted criticism. That's not okay because I did not invite that. Exactly. So that's why it's just like – the criticism with fix it fix it's just like it's in my whatever. opinion in my opinion 
it's not really warranted because the other side of this like controversy is that it gives a lot of marginalized fans a chance exactly. to better represent themselves. A lot of fix it fix often uh, make characters either visibly queer, um, different races, different. Um, well, I don't know. If it, like I would say, like that's a fix it fix so much as like a chance for someone to feel more better represented. But maybe yeah. to them, that is a way of fixing the media when you have um, a source that is so. Like, using Twilight, for example, like, a source that is so, like, racist without even tending to be racist. Oh, by, yeah. Like, literally the author going, like, I don't want black people in my works. I, you know, she's like, I can't picture them as black. I can only picture them as white. That is racist, even if she didn't intend yeah. it to be. So a lot of uh, Twilight Fix of Fix will, like, uh, give the characters, um, like, more diverse histories. So that includes race, that includes, like, ethnicity, backgrounds, um, that sort of thing. So I think that's really good. Oh, another thing I forgot to yeah. mention in the Fix It Fix, I think a lot of people tend to um, like make the Quillouette tribe either a different tribe, like an actual made-up tribe, or like try to better represent the actual Quillouette tribe because yeah, fun I fact, love that. Um, if you guys weren't aware, she, uh, Stephanie Meyer, the author, they're of Twilight, not represented. She, at the Quillouette tribe is a real tribe, like a real Native American tribe yeah. that she um, took their stories and made into her own narrative and like uh, fan- like fantasy for her book um and they have not seen a single cent of profit from the twilight franchise so if you are interested in supporting them definitely um i can't recall the exact link but we can post it if anybody asks for it um you can also just search uh quillouette tribe there is a fundraising raiser for them because they're trying to move um off the beach due to um like environmental damage and stuff so yeah so definitely uh, go support them if you're a fan of the series um you know like they they are owed it at the very least. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Sorry, sorry. I'll I'll set off my soapbox for a second. But um, yeah, I mean, so, for like, me, it was just like I've spent within the past year. I think I I spent like forty dollars on like fucking Twilight books. The least I could do was like you know send some money. Exactly. To the time. Exactly. That's what I was like. That was my thought process. So I think like yeah. Support a good cause. Thank you. Exactly. But yeah, so like I was saying, so it really gives, um, or um, I think a lot, I think it was really popular in Voltron when we're, they were like, oh, we're having a canon gay character and then they kill off one, half of the ship. Like it was mm-hmm. a kill your gay and, like immediately, um, which is a really awful trope that is utilized a lot. So um, mm-hmm. a lot of gay creators were like, I'm not okay with this. So I'm going to make these characters gay to like make up for the fact that I didn't get the representation I was promised. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. So uh, <laughs> I love a good, I love a good fix. Yeah, I think fix effects are incredibly valid. Like I said, they're not usually something I go for, but like they, I, I definitely think they have their own place in media. And to me, they're just as valid as like a book critique. They're, they are. We all a know why I have, I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all know I have a lot of emotions about Marvel and what Marvel has done with certain characters. Right. So I love a good fix it fix. Right. Right. Honestly, it feels like... And then um, same with Star Wars. Right. It felt like the new Loki show. And don't spoil me because, like, again, I haven't been able to watch it because I watched it with my dad and we've only seen one episode. But so far, it feels like its own fix-it series. Like, not... Not, like, entirely, but, like, in certain aspects of, like, Loki's character. I feel like we're getting a lot more than we were originally promised from the original MCU. Oh, yeah. We're... I... I'm a huge Loki fan. Yes. I mean, I feel like we all we all should know this already. Yes. Even if I haven't explicitly stated it, with all the characters I've told you guys I love, like, it shouldn't be a shocker, first right. of all. And so to see him, like, properly characterize, uh, characterized and, like, shit is, like, genuinely makes me so fucking happy. Mm-hmm. And, like... 
And, like, I'm also just, like, happy for Tom Hiddleston because he also fucking loves Loki. So he's, like, mm-hmm. so excited to, like, you know, like, be able to, like, play the character again and, like, give him the spotlight and, like, you know, like, do stuff and, like, because ha- he's, like, a producer on it, I'm pretty sure. So, like, oh, he has no, no control over it. And it's really <laughs> awesome. Apparently, one day he gave, like, he, like, actually gave, like, people, like, like a presentation on Loki, like Good for him. he loves that character, and apparent I think it was on he. I think he has done it multiple times. I could be totally wrong, but um, apparently, like he thought Owen Wilson wasn't paying enough attention, and like took him aside later that night and explained more. <laughs> I love that he took the time to critique Owen Wilson. Also, like side note. Like when I was watching this, I could not recognize Owen Wilson, and I was like, "When the fuck did he get so old?" Oh yeah, that scared me. That scared me. (laughs) Like this makes me feel old. I love Owen Wilson. Mm. I was a bitch that loved Night at the Museum. Like Mm -hmm. fuck yeah, same. And like um Zoolander and all that. So oh yeah, oh my god, I just want to watch Owen Wilson movies now. Right. Okay, okay, sorry. Um, Wait, do you remember the Owen Wilson poster that Lindsay made? Yes, I think about that all the time. So (laughs) Liz's freshman year roommate. You want to all Lindsay, we love her. Yes. I love Hi, you, Lindsay. Lindsay. <laughs> um, she, go she, ahead. Okay, wait. So the story was she she messaged me on like Snapchat and was like, "How do you feel about me making an Owen Wilson poster for our dorm?" And I was like, "Fuck yeah, like go for it." And so, and this was like also around the time where like the Wow meme was like height of popularity, yeah. like the height of the Wow. Wow, popularity and so she just made like a, a like a poster and it was like owen wilson like wistfully looking in the distance which is like quote wow owen wilson what's funny too i did not realize so that good. she made that until just yeah then. she she made it on like i don't know where she what she made it on but like she made it custom i love that <laughs> like she went through the effort it was like i think the best thing in our fr- in our freshman year. It was. It was so good. Absolutely. Like, I literally came in your room half the time just to look at it. So I love it. So, uh, we love Owen Wilson. Yes, we do. On this podcast. Yes. And that man has gave me my childhood. Um, okay. So, um, that being said, let's go ahead into this fix-it fix. So, like I said, I just searched my bookmarks for one because I didn't want to get, like, a really in-depth series. Um, this is a two-shot. This is um, as in, like, it's one fic, and then there was an, a continual fic that's just, like, they're both one-shots. Um, mm-hmm. So this fic is called Piece of Cake by Mataglap, M-A-T-A-G-L-A-P. Sorry if I mispronounced that. Um, it was rated for general audiences, but the follow-up fic is rated M. Uh, the notes that the author picked, like, the included, just says, like, no excuses, no regrets. I read Reflections, and I simply could not stand the thought of McCree spending his Christmas drinking alone in some shitty bar. Aww. So for those of you guys unfamiliar with Overwatch, Reflections was a comic they released a couple years ago um, on Christmas for the characters of Overwatch and, like, how they were celebrating Christmas. Um, so they had different things. So, like, Tracer, Emily, and Winston were having a Christmas dinner. Um, uh freaking uh reaper was staring at like some family and like there was a lot of like debate is that his old family is he just jealous because this was back when we knew even less about the lore um mccree mm-hmm. was literally just like in a bar by himself um that Aww. sort of thing i think uh tor Sad. his wife and reinhardt were, were like celebrating together so it's just it was literally just a comic of like all the different characters celebrating on their own throughout the world um and so this was this author's interpretation of uh like a fix it thick of that of being like i refuse to let kree be alone for christmas like that's really sad mm-hmm. um and also of course this is before we knew ash and all that like this is an older fic 
So it's in the convo fic. Um, and um, the other, and Sombra is also in here. And like, I, if I remember correctly, the summary or something like Sombra has to like do a good deed by the end of the year. So this is her good deed. Oh, um, so I'll read for Hanzo, obviously. Um, you'll read for the unknown text messages and uh-huh. um, Athena. And um, I believe that's it that you'll be reading for. Yeah. Okay. Sick. Um, and for context, I only included the first half of the fic. Um, the second half is where McCree, like, actually comes in and talks. So this is just, like, the buildup for that. Hanzo is hesitating over the leftover Christmas cake when his communicator pings. He frowns. By unanimous agreement, there are no new missions between Christmas and New Year, and he doesn't have friends or family to send him wishes, except Genji, but they'd already exchanged stilted greetings the previous day. An emergency mission on Boxing Day? He decides that any emergency can wait five more minutes until he's had his morning coffee and made a decision about breakfast. The comp pings again a few minutes later. The coffee is ready and a gorgeous slice of cake has been cut. There are no more excuses. He sighs, drops onto the hotel bed, and takes a bite of cake and brings up the display, ready to face whatever emergency the world decided to come up with this time. 11.44, unknown. Did you really believe McCree uh, when he says um, he's got friends? 11.47, unknown can't believe anyone would fall for that his frown deepens he's fairly sure his calm blocks anonymous messages Eleven forty-eight. who is this no reply hanzo tap sorry i need to i'm getting like i don't know if you hear the pings but i'm getting i am getting a fuck ton of pings oh my god what the fuck oh, what are they, server what are they fucking talking about roombas what the fuck? They're talking their NSFW channel talking about like horny Roombas. <laughs> and like Roomba NSFW art. <laughs> I need to mute myself. <laughs> Sorry if um if that didn't get like cut if that like makes it through the audio, I'll do my best to cut any of that out. Um, okay. Uh, no reply. Hanzo taps the shortcut for Athena's channel. Sorry, I got distracted. You're good. My mom said dinner's ready, so we gotta Eat this up. Okay. okay. Happy holidays, Agent Hanzo. Athena murmurs. How can I help you? Do we block anonymous comms, Athena? He asks, fruitlessly poking the unknown in an attempt to bring up some information. Yes, Agent Hanzo. Message without verified source, um, sources are automatically rejected. I have just received two messages from a source without an ID tag. Can you please scan my comm and try to determine how they got there? Another pause. When Athena speaks again, her calmly robotic voice is tinged with definite worry. Sorry. Um, this is the most con- this is most concerning. I'll perform diagnostics immediately. Should I wipe the suspicious messages? Hanzo reads the two lines again. They aren't particularly menacing, and they seem to concern McCree. Perhaps this is merely a malfunction of the comm network, caused by the inevitable holiday-related overload, and the message is simply from one of his colleagues. He knows of at least two persons who would refer to the cowboy in this sort of manner. Leave them for now, please, unless they contain malicious code. They appear to be clean, although I cannot yet determine the source. I will inform you immediately when I have more details. Thank you, Athena. As he glances at the hollow again, a new line pops up. And another. 1151. Unknown. He said he was going out to meet a friend, didn't he? 1151. Unknown. Only he forgot to mention that friend's initials are JD, and he comes in a bottle. For those who don't drink alcohol, Jack Daniels. 1152, unknown, has sent a picture. 
dumbass.png. <laughs> <laughs> the photo undeniably displays McCree slouching over a bottle of amber liquor. Hanzo stares for a longer than he'd like to admit. McCree's bearded chin is resting on his prosthetic palm. He's not wearing gloves, and the strong fingers of his remaining hand are wrapped around a half-filled tumbler. He's facing away from the camera. Judging by the angle, the photo was made without his knowledge, sneakily, probably from a device lying upon the bar surface. They held an official Christmas call three days ago, with nearly every active agent dialing in. It was Reinhardt, endlessly and disarmingly enthusiastic about the upcoming holidays, who'd asked about everyone's plans for Christmas, and in most cases, the answer was a variation of the same. Going home, meeting family and friends. Reinhardt had been invited to Torbjorn's place, 13th year in a row, as he proudly declared. Lucio was flying out to Rio, but coming back for a New Year's Eve, New Year's Eve concert in London. Tracer, with her girlfriend, were supposed to visit Winston back in Gibraltar. May was visiting Hana and Korea, and Genji and Zenyatta did not celebrate, but retreated to the Shambali Monastery to do whatever it was the monks were doing in their spare time. Hanzo, you mean freshly. Monks? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the monks. Did I not say monks? You said monks. Mon- <laughs> monks. <laughs> the monks. <laughs> Sorry, I was like too much Overwatch monkey. Monk. <laughs> like whenever my friends and I are playing, and like there's a, a Winston like on the enemy team, we're like angry monk. Angry monkey. <laughs> Hanzo, freshly back from Numbani and still moderately jet lagged, did not have any particularly particular plans. On a whim, he had decided to fly back to Japan. Checking up on the restoration of the Hanamura Castle was as good an excuse as any to politely reject Genji's invitation to join him in Nepal. Jesse McCree, the last one to talk, declared cheerfully that he'd take a break from whatever he was doing in Mexico and catch up with an old friend, and that was that. Winston announced he'd schedule the next catch-up meeting after the New Year. They all bid each other happy holidays, and Tracer suggested that she'd send something out about a New Year's Eve's pub meet after Boxing Day. Hanzo bites his lip thoughtfully. Had McCree lied? Why would why would he have, though? Who's watching him? Are they the friend McCree was supposed to meet? And why are they messaging Hanzo, of all people, and through some mysterious anonymizer as well? Is McCree really spending his Christmas drinking alone in some dingy bar? So many questions. He hates unanswered questions. 11.54. Are you the friend he was supposed to meet? The answer pops up so fast he gets an unpleasant feeling of being watched, even though his strange informant is, apparently, somewhere in Dorado. 11.54. Unknown. I just told you, he's got no friends. Just a bottle of shitty booze. 11.54. Unknown. He lied because he's an idiot. <laughs> Hanzo- Sombra's being so fucking mean. But like, that's damn. literally how Sombra talks. Like, that is canon. Like, Sombra is a bitch, but, like, you know, like, she's, like... She's, she's a de- bitch, but we love her. Sombra is the definition of a morally gray character. She will do every... She will help others if it benefits herself. Yep. And so, like, you know, technically this could benefit her because now McCree owes her. Mm-hmm. Hanzo huffs, fingers pausing briefly over the hollow keys. 11.55. He is, but I still don't know you, who you are or why you're informing me about his unfortunate condition. 11.55. Unknown. Take a fucking guess. 11.56. Unknown. Anyway, I'm out of here. I fulfilled my good deed quota for this year. The calm falls silent. Hanzo hesitates for a moment, then scrolls back up and stares at the image. McCree's face might not be in view, but somehow he still looks tired, sad, dejected even. Or is it Hanzo's imagination talking? Perhaps the cowboy simply enjoys a moment's peace from endless assignments? Right. Jesse McCree, the most relentlessly social member of Overwatch, seeking solitude on the most family-oriented holiday of the year. Hanzo sighs, closes to the calm, and chews on his cake. The sweetness is suddenly overpowering. His stomach turns unpleasantly, as if issuing a warning. 
As he tries to wash away the taste with a gulp of coffee, the con pings one last time. That's another photo, this one from a different angle, away from the bar, as if taken on the way out. McCree is slumped on the counter, face hidden in the bend of his elbow. The tumbler is empty. Hanzo swears quietly, sets the mug on the nightstand with a thump, and makes the call. Hanzo, go get your man! So, um, the fic ends with, like, uh, them calling each other, and Hans, McCree finally picking up, and Hanzo being like, hey, like, you know, you shouldn't be alone, blah, blah, blah. And then, if I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure, like, the next, like, the follow-up uh, one shot is just them, like, meeting up and probably having sex. I mean, I That's, don't know. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it was rated mature, so I don't think it's, like, too explicit. So, but I will say, like, this is totally, like, general. Like, there's not even a kiss in this because it's all through, um, you know, kiss texting. Kiss me through the phone. Yeah. Kiss me through the phone. <laughs> like, that's right. So, yeah. So, um, I really like this. Like, I think this is a really, this is an interesting side of six, fix it fix that I didn't really go over in my um, description of what a fix it fix is because this is more like, this is, it's video games um, that have lore outside the video game uh, tend to have different kinds of fix it fix. So, like, for this, like, this lore does not exist in the video game. This is its own separate canon thing. So somebody was like, I don't like that McCree is alone, so I'm going to make him not be alone. And yeah, and usually, this. like, fix-it-fix for video games, I feel like, are usually, like, more towards the overarching story yes. rather than, like, like little, like, events, you know? I will say my favorite uh, genre of a Overwatch fix-it-fix is people just retconning ages because, um... The ages have been retconned in Overwatch so, so many times because, like, um, especially if we go with, like, if we went with, like, the original timeline and the original, like, uh, story, then McCree would be, like, over 200 years old to have founded Deadlock. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. That's because Overwatch worse. takes place that's in, like, even... the late 2000s that's... and that's... Uh, Deadlock was formed in the 90s. Gabs, this is even worse than fucking... <laughs> This is even fucking worse than X Men timeline. I know, so that's why that's why they they retcon the ages and so many times. Oh, uh, the other thing, um, Mercy supposedly helped with uh, Anna giving birth to Farah, but that would make Mercy in her sixties, and Mercy's like thirty. <laughs> so. Jesus fucking Christ! Just like just little things like that, um, just crack me up. Or 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 um, like if McCree is forty, right? But um, he and Farah are like close in age however Farah is also in like her mid-20s so just just stuff like that <laughs> just like they had a wreck on the fuck out of it I just think it's really funny like uh, there was like uh, before like half the writers of Overwatch you know left there was this really funny story that um because there was only six writers for all of Overwatch with Michael Chu being like the face of them and there was like I remember this popular tweet that was like there are six Overwatch writers they're all in their own rooms none of them are allowed to talk to each other yeah. <laughs> like, Everything got yep. retconned all the time. Like, Love Overwatch, it. like, never gets the lore of a promise. Uh, uh, good times. Good times. Yep. Yep. Um, so, uh, that being said, I, I probably, like, I, I don't go on my way for fix a fix but um, I'm not opposed to them. And I love a good I, fix I like when they're included with other stuff. Like where I love a good fix a yeah, fix one. I, li I like it where it's not the focus, where it's just, like, put into like another thing like i was saying like that crossover where the twin didn't die um like that's technically a fix it fic but like it's not the purpose isn't a fix it fic like the author just decided to throw that in there mm -hmm. and i like that a little more 
so yeah and so liz like you said you'll keep reading them so um i think that's that i think we're all set go us we finally got another episode over an hour we've been a little (laughs) a little short with our episodes lately Mm -hmm. but um you know we're both busy like we said we're doing our best I do want to say a quick shout out. Thanks to the love on our episode about uh, that uh, was it the Jedi AU and um, uh, our, our YouTube wrestling. Yeah, match? our YouTube boxing uh, title. I thought that was really funny that how well that did. And I'm like, damn, did we really clickbait you guys? <laughs> yeah. But uh, thank you guys for the support. Liz, where can we find more about the show on social media? Oh, damn. We're not even talking about our own social oh, I, media. Fuck, you're right. I forgot. Okay, Liz, where can we find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch. Ugh. Twitch and TikTok. I almost said Twitch talk. Twitch talk. <laughs> TikTok and Twitch at Lazily Liz. What about you, Gabs? You can find me on Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and TikTok at Flavia Nerd. And Liz, what about the show? This time for you can real. find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Trope Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Trope Podcast or their Tropes Battle for Dominance. Um, if you need to email us for any reason or give us feedback, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at tropedominance at gmail.com or if you have any good maze runner fix, as always, for me. Um, or Twilight and, fix for me. And um, uh, rate, follow, comment, wherever you are. It helps us a ton. It does. All right. We look forward to hearing from you guys and we'll see you again next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.